Learn how to get your first 1,000 YouTube subscribers. Join our Patreon page now. Link in the description. And we are live! Hey! Hi, everyone, and welcome for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. We are the 46th. My God, it's so much good guests, so much great, amazing puppeteer that I get to the show. And uh, yeah, it's really a, a happy moment because this weekend we have this workshop and I just want to bring it into the screen. It's the, the Patreon uh, workshop. So here you see how it works. So to, to have access to the workshop, for sure, we, you need to, to be part of our Patreon people. And I just said for the guests of the podcast, I give them also an access. So that's kind of a win-win situation. So yeah, here it's the next one. It's Danny Joe. And uh, Danny Joe will do this children web series with uh, a tight budget. It will be really amazing. He said to bring cardboard because we want to do a hands-on thing also at the same time. So it's on Sunday at 1 p.m. East time. So whatever you are, in America or in the world, just feel free to, to tune in and join us. It will be a great moment of like rethinking our art, rethinking and like give value to it because it's, it's kind of so great that we get the, the potential to stop a bit and just readjust. I feel it like I'm a positive person. So I always see as a, an opportunity to grow instead of like, feeling but it's sad and we have to acknowledge that but let's see like good good discovery happen in sometimes sad moments so let's find good discovery so yeah everyone uh, feel free to chat with me during the interview i kind of getting used to that so i'm kind of able to drag the question into the screen and and just tell me where you are right now like say a little hi from wherever you are in the world and I will be so happy and yes that's part of the game so yeah let's bring my guest into the screen right now it's someone from Las Vegas I'm so happy because I was supposed to be there so it's kind of like okay I would bring Vegas to me <laughs> instead of being there and playing a show but let's bring him in the screen, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Direct Lux. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Hey, me, I'm fine. I yeah. think everyone, you can write down how you are, where you are, and yes, it will be Yeah, fine. exactly. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so happy. It's kind of like good connection, and yeah, it's a timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm. Sorry to hear that you um, won't be in Las Vegas for at least a little while. Yeah. Yeah, we will. We will go back. Let's wish positivity towards exactly. the future. So we That's have people from New Zealand watching this interview. So yeah, hi right. New Zealand, Shayan is there. So yeah, Derek, could you bring? I like sometimes to hear the puppeteer introduce himself like where it's from, like the background, wherever, how you want to do it. But could you introduce yourself to the, the people who are watching right now? Sure, absolutely, yeah. Um, so I'm Derek Lux. I'm the founder and director of both Deluxe Puppets and Deluxe Entertainment. 
Um, we do live theatrical productions uh, using puppetry, uh, multimedia, music, um, and actors. So we uh, tour the country with our stage shows. We have a production of Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan. And we go into performing arts centers and perform for, you know, a week or a weekend um, intermittently. And um, we have like for Alice in Wonderland, we have um, seven different puppets in that production. We have life-size puppets. So I have like a, uh, some that are kind of hand-sized puppets and then some that are seven feet tall or hybrid puppets. Um, and the, for both productions, Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan, we have all digitally projected scenery. So we can do a lot of virtual things in our show. Like if Alice falls down the rabbit hole, the scenery behind her moves up and she's standing there, ah, falling down. So um, yeah, so we, we try to, you know, it's their family productions, but we try to really, you know, up the production value. Um, so that way, um, you know, we're kind of bringing the old art of puppetry and the new digital technology together. Um, and we also do parodied songs. So we have well-known songs. So for an Alice in Wonderland, we have uh, the Beach Boys, we have Queen, um, a lot of well-known songs, rewritten lyrics. So it's, it's kind of like a jukebox musical in a sense. Um, so that's, that's, those are, that's the productions we do. Um, as you said, I'm based in Las Vegas. I'm originally from the San Francisco area of California. Um, I lived there and I also lived in Los Angeles for a number of years and we moved to Las Vegas one year ago. So we're still pretty new to out here. Um, but um, I, I have a, a broad background in performing arts and in puppetry. So I kind of have done a little bit of everything thus far. So that's in a kind of big nutshell, that's me and my company. <laughs> I like that. It, it's great to to see how the, the evolution of an artist also. I want you to know, I always ask, why do you cherish the art of puppetry? Yeah, um, great question. I know I was looking over, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's art, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, questions that I might be asked and other people have been asked and I thought, okay, well, you know. But no, um, it's one of those things I almost don't even know. It's, you know, why do we gravitate to the arts as opposed to athletics or sports? Or mm -hmm. it's one of those like, I don't know, you know, but I know that I, I grew up watching uh, puppets um, and I always loved them. I got into puppetry at first when I was a child and put it aside to become an actor. And then in my late 20s, revisited again. And it was just something that kind of, as, as cliche as it sounds, it almost called to me. You know, I, I, I was in a point where there wasn't a whole lot creatively or artistically happening in what I was doing with, and with acting. And um, I just couldn't get my mind off of puppets and wanting to explore puppets and, and that. So even, even now, I don't even know. I just see a puppet and I'm like, oh, I, I'm drawn to it. I have to throw it on or I just, I'm always watching something with puppets. So, you know, uh, I wish I had a better answer, but I guess I'm drawn to it because I just love it. <laughs> it's a good one. It's great to just yeah. have the crush because that's the next question is how did your crush for puppetry happen? Like, do you have a specific moment you could say, oh, this is a kind of a moment with puppets? Yeah, um, I definitely have moments like that for acting. That I know. I always have told people there were one or two defining moments in my life as an actor. I went, oh, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, for puppets, I think it would probably just be a source rather than a specific moment. 
Uh -huh. um, I, you know, of course, grew up loving Jim Henson, The Muppets, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock. I grew up in the, I was born in the 1980s. So I was, you know, growing up in that time when there was so much in TV and film. I think, though, probably my first real fascination with um, puppets on a deeper level was from a ventriloquist named Ron Lucas. Hmm. Um, and Ron Lucas is a very well-known ventriloquist, um, was here in Vegas for a number of years. I saw even just recently, I mean, he, I think he, uh, his, he left, uh, like six months before I got here. I'm like, Oh, if only, but, um, so I grew up, he had a really, he had one really big special on the Disney channel and, um, and it was, I think it was called who's in charge here. And so it was just kind of like how a comedian would have like a one hour Netflix special he had a one hour, uh, you know, live taped uh, Disney special and he just had his characters and went through it. And it's just phenomenal. I mean, at the top of his game, I'm sure he's still at the top of his game. I mean, he's an incredible ventriloquist, singer, puppeteer. I mean, all of the different, you know, subcategories of art forms. He's really phenomenal. But one thing he did in his act is he uh, would tell kids or tell the audience that, you know, you could make a puppet. So he takes off his shoe, takes off his sock and puts a sock on his hand, puts a rubber band around the mouth and said, look, now you've got a puppet. And that stuck out to me. And mm. so I think I ran right away, took my shoe out and said, mom, mom, do we have a rubber band? I want to do that. And I must have been, you know, five, six years old. And I think that would probably be the moment when I realized what they were doing out there could transfer to me and I could do mm. that. So I, I think that's where that started. And then you know, I'm going to give a second answer if I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go. There's one other, there's one other, I just remembered as I was telling this, the other defining moment was, uh, I must have been in fourth or fifth grade, and uh, my mother took me to a puppet show at the library, and uh, it was a marionette show, and um, the marionettist is someone I actually know now and I'm friends with now, um, and has amazing puppets, and I just remember sitting there being enamored by the puppets, and I was 10, 11 years old. I wasn't really little anymore. I should probably be you know, into sports or other things. But I remember just watching it. And then my mother uh, had me go up and you know, brought me over and introduced me to the puppeteer. And he said, well, there's a local puppet guild that meets monthly. Why don't you come? It's going to be here and here the next month. And why don't you come? And I'll happy, happily introduce you to everybody. And so for probably the next two years, I started attending puppet guild meetings in San Francisco. Um, so that one moment in the library watching these marionettes and I don't do marionettes, but I, I, I love all, all puppetry seeing those that kind of, I think sparked in something, something in me and said, I want to do this and more curious. I wanted to build them. I wanted to know how they worked. Uh -huh. There's a, I used to love taking electronics apart when I was a child and looking at the inside. So there's kind of an engineer mind that goes, how do these things work? Um, so I, my, my first thing that drew me to puppetry was the puppet building aspect and how I fell in love with that. And that was what I was really fascinated with. Even those first few years as a child, I would get blocks of foam and cut them up and try to make sculptures and make them move. I, one summer, I don't think I even went outside all summer. I just would snip <laughs> foam with scissors all day long. And so that was kind of the, that was the first like, woo, he, He's, he's crazy about puppets. And that lasted a few years until, like I said, then I kind of shifted more as a performer to acting and then came around to it. But those two moments, Ron Lucas and um, that marionette show were probably what really defined it for me.
Wow, I、yeah. like to travel in time and just see those kind of like reveal moment. I think it's really, really interesting,、oh, okay, and、yeah. and that's good because you you are a multidisciplinary artist. Like me myself, I always said like I do a lot of things, <laughs> but it's kind of we specialize into puppetry. But I want to know because you're a singer, you're a performer, also you you do acting and you have done maybe. Some camera stuff as an actor. Also, I want to know, in your opinion, like what would be the best field of study to become a puppeteer? Like, do you, what do you believe in your own opinion? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, and I know that one、uh, that everybody probably has a different answer.、Um, Uh, let's see.、Uh, oh, I just saw a comment, Libby. I know Libby. Hi, Libby. What's <laughs> <Yeah> . up? <laughs>、um, Um, so what's the yeah? What is the best field of study to go into it?、Um, I've been thinking about that, and I think it, truthfully, I guess you could say that all art is storytelling in a sense.、Yeah. You're telling a story. It's not just you know. There's something behind it. There's a message. There's a story behind it.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think all puppetry is storytelling. So then, I think my answer would be then: What type of puppetry are you into? To to really hone into I guess the mechanics and the technical aspect of it. So, for if if you do, I mean, it's I'm, I'm going to try to assume other arts that I don't know, <laughs> but like、mm-hmm. shadow shadow puppetry,、um, I don't know what the best field of study would be for that type of puppetry. For marionettes, I know the type of puppetry I do, being the hand and rod, the you know Muppet style puppetry.、Uh, my personal opinion for that art form would be acting. Um, there are many people who come into it from improv, which is just another form of acting. Really, I mean, you you know, more or less, because you still need to be listening. You need to be truthful in a moment.、Um, as I was saying before, I、um, when I was in high school, I did my first musical, and then that's what I realized I wanted to do. I wanted to go to Broadway, so I learned sing, act, dance.、Um, I learned those skills. I, I've never been a great student, so I learned them all either privately or in classes, kind of a la carte. You know, rather than、mm-hmm. university, um, but um, and I, I trained myself that way. And、um, many of the puppeteers, again, in this style, the hand and rod style, that I truly admire, they come from a background of acting.、Mm-hmm. Um, that they themselves were actors first, and they fell into puppetry. They didn't really seek out it, it you know,、um, but that they they realized that those skills were applicable. And、just like voiceover,、um, you know, voiceover work.、Uh, it's basically voice acting.、Um, for a long time, I didn't understand that because I was trained as a singer. I just thought I could talk. You know, if I just affected my voice and sounded a certain way, you know, then oh, okay, I can sound like this. But I realized you take all that away. It's just acting. You still are conveying an intention or an action, and it all just comes through your voice, and that's what's recorded. Same with puppetry. Is that You put your acting into your arm. That's it. You know, of course, yeah. You you are also using a voice if you are voicing the puppet, but it's no different. You just have to understand. You know, how can I make this be an actor as opposed to this? You know, from my head、yeah. to my toes. So,、uh, but again, yeah, I I had singing training, dancing training.、Um, I also did martial arts for a long time. I did martial arts for over ten years,、um, two different times in my life. Most like from. Like ten to eighteen or nineteen or something, and then I did it again in my twenties.、Um, and so, 
I think either acting or some sort of movement mm-hmm. uh, training is what a puppeteer will need because there's certain puppeteer, puppetry that's like dance. You know, if you understand body mechanics, you understand technique, you understand how to, I even had mm-hmm. someone, I'm like, move your hand like this. And they literally had never, they, they, mm-hmm. they didn't know. And that's no, no fault of their own. But if they don't know how to manipulate their body yeah. in ways or do things or, oh, when you do this, it's isolating the ribs or turn your hips over and they don't maybe understand the finer mechanics of that, mm-hmm. then they, 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 they may be held back a little bit um, in how they can get, you know, how do I not have the top? How do I, you know, take the puppet and actually do this so the top is not flapping back? You know, all of this understanding of movement and of body mm-hmm. will help you with the technical aspect. Um, so I said, I think really half of it is technical, you know, and th- so if it's just technique, uh, physical technique, then you can have multiple backgrounds or some sort of movement. But then if it goes further, it, as it should, into the storytelling, then you need to understand the acting and how do I have my character, you know, look look down mm-hmm. or how do I get, you know, gaze like, what does the neck do? What does mm-hmm. that interpret to the audience? It's saying that I'm conveying this emotion now or feeling this. So you have to understand how to, you know, um, play that intention or play that emotion. You never want to play emotion in acting, but now I'm getting into all the acting stuff. But um, but I, I think understanding these conversations of, you know, that you have in an acting class are directly applicable to puppetry, mm-hmm. to understanding how to make this character now come to life. Sorry, that was a long answer. <laughs> Take a sip. And yeah, it's, it's kind of something Thing, like it's funny because we have different viewpoints at the puppet podcast and it's really interesting but i i agree like the acting and movement is really really part of it and yeah for sure and it's funny you name martial art because we get also this recently into the the, the viewpoint of like work on yourself and it will reflect on your manipulation and your interpretation yeah. of the puppet that's really interesting and yeah yeah i was just learning i think there's two puppeteer uh, two you know really established i think it was both noel mcneil and marty robinson both have years of martial arts training you know and, and i didn't i never knew that till just recently and so i was like oh there i mean and that's something i had i it's it's kind of nice when you're in an art form and you see other similarities of other artists you admire and you go oh i have that too okay cool it's not just me like everyone else is maybe gravitating towards the similar things you know so um yeah, I, I think it's just, like you were saying, it's just continual um, work and um, um, refining of one's, really, one's instruments, you know? It's a, this is a, puppetry is performance and you perform with your instrument. So, yeah, it's just constantly refining that. Yeah, it's it's a right, great answer. I <laughs> want to, to go into um, the definition, like, what is your own definition of a puppet? Sometimes it, I feel like guests go into poetry about like, but <laughs> do you have in your own words some definition? It's, it's probably not poetic at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can get pretty, I guess, I guess why I don't get too poetic is because like I said, I, I came to puppetry from different fields um, and um, uh, I think it's an amazing art form, but I, I never, uh, elevate it higher than others or uh, mm-hmm. or other art forms. And so I'm not too precious mm-hmm. with the art form. So I'm never going to, you know, be like, well, the craft 
gift of puppetry. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I love it and I absolutely respect it and respect many artists, but I, I kind of talk about it maybe more casually. Uh, yeah, maybe, that, maybe it'll change one day. But no, I think my, my answer is probably just very casual and textbook. I mean, I've done puppetry workshops where I teach uh, you know, high school students all the way down to whatever. And I say, okay, what's the definition of a puppet, you know? Um, or what is the definition of uh, a puppetry? You know, it's, I say, you know, puppetry is animating an inanimate object, you know, or, or giving life to something that is lifeless, you know, and it's creating it. Um, I've heard puppeteers say they don't like, you know, manipulate. It has a negative connotation. Yeah, I get that. So I, I usually say, to animate an object to, mm. to you know make it come to life animation um but that's you know that's really kind of in a nutshell it um you know and i i when i do workshops i'll have people hold out um you know objects i say you know take out something from your your purse your backpack hold it up let me see anything can be a puppet you know i take a wallet and make a mouth you know or i take lipstick i, I take anything and just say it doesn't have to be this it can be anything you know mm -hmm. as long as and it even doesn't have to have a moving mouth it could just be lipstick that's turning looking <gasps> and then walking away or something it could be anything that you make a character out of yes. so that's that's kind of it <laughs> that's my definition, I guess. It, it's great textbook is great <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm very textbook on that one i want to know like do you think our art, like, do you think puppet art is in an ascension right now? Or it's getting less popular in your observation? I think, um, I don't know if it's in a exact ascension, but I think it's in a, like a renaissance or a rebirth. Well, well, the Renaissance, would that be an ascension? I don't know. I guess I don't know my history. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, was the Renaissance? Yeah. But no, I, I think we're in a comeback. Let's just say that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's a return to puppetry. I think there's so many puppet projects that are happening that I see. Um, I have friends in Los Angeles who, who you know, uh, work in film and TV puppetry full time and they're busy, you know. I mean, not not necessarily at the moment with the pandemic, but I mean the past, you know, year or two. Um, there's more TV shows that you see. I mean, Fraggle Rock, uh, you know, mm -hmm. first they were doing just those, you know, Frag, was it uh, Rock On, Fraggle Rock On, you know, mm -hmm. and then... Now it actually got a full season that they're going to then shoot in studios as opposed to a quarantine style. And now, you know, we see the Dark Crystal. I mean, all these all these that you see, um, I think are definitely kind of a, a great comeback. I think people have seen a lot of CGI and mm -hmm. it's great, but you kind of reach a threshold with it. And I think sometimes the CGI is so hyper-realistic that your eye doesn't actually believe it anymore, you know, and you can see a divide. And I'm not against CGI, but I think most people in uh, entertainment want a blending, you know, of practical yeah. effects in CGI. It's like the very first Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. perfect example, you know, in the wide shots, you do have a Gallimimus, you know, running through CGI. And then in the tighter shots, you had, you know, a T-Rex, you know, animatronic head, you know, come in and out of frame. And when you blend it, then you start to really believe it you know um mm -hmm. so I, i think people are kind of correcting now back to saying you know what we should do more puppetry because we did cgi everything and people are kind of like oh so mm -hmm. you know, um 
Um, so that's that's what I, I think. Now, what I want to do is I, I do occasionally work in film and TV or on camera puppetry, but my companies are theatrical. And so what I want to do, my mission is to have, you know, beautiful, big theatrical productions with, um, you know, theatrical puppetry. And there's many people that are, you know, I mean, Cirque du Soleil is a, probably the most lavish example of what I aspire to, you know, in, in many ways. Um, but, um, you know, but what I want to do is kind of create just an all puppet type mm -hmm. of brand with that. You know, Cirque du Soleil incorporates many different art forms, as you, as you of course, know. But mm -hmm. I want to make almost like an exclusive puppet yeah. brand of these big, you know, productions and things. And we're doing it with these, you know, um, you know, classic stories um, because that was for us, what felt like the right place to start, but mm -hmm. we want to, you know, and the reason we're here in Las Vegas is to have one of our productions on the strip, you know, in residency. Yeah. And um, before the pandemic, oh, we were almost there actually, you know, it was actually <laughs> something we haven't made public, but we were in negotiations and we were talking and it was, uh -huh. you know, but everything shut down. So I don't know, we'll, we'll revisit it when the time yeah. comes. Yeah, yeah. But, but same thing is that I, I knew that this town could, um, give me the opportunities to have the big theatrical live puppets, you know, which is yeah. what so far that's what my specialty or, or not specialty. I mean, or what I've fallen into, I, I guess you could say. That's cool. That's yeah. great. I have, you have a question right there. Yeah. Let's, let's bring it into the All screen. Right. Look at this. Yes. Alien I, ask. Who is the puppeteer? You admire the most. Most, ooh, oh, kind boy. of a good question, Eileen. Yeah, what are my favorite children? No, it's like no, uh, <laughs> the most. Oh gosh, well, okay. Um, from and this is just personal preference. It's one of those things again that there's no. It's like the Oscars. How can you compare performances? Yeah. They're all wonderful. You know, it's just what you think. You know, it's subjective. What you so yeah. my favorite is subjective. It's not who's better. But um, personally, I think my 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 puppeteer that I've really been admiring and watching a lot of his work, you know, on film and TV is Bill Beretta with the Muppets, um, yeah. because he's he's someone that I I I see um, had a similar journey. He started as an actor. Uh, I mean, of course, our journeys are totally different. But he was an actor. He sings, and he really made the transition from being kind of like a New York style actor to now a puppeteer. And when I was training, I kind of wanted to be a New York style method actor at the time. That's what I was trying to do um, with the Broadway stuff. And I don't know, it was very weird, <laughs> but it gave me a broad background. So he is someone I admire in film and TV. Um, uh, and, and there's many, 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 many other examples, of course, but just someone that just comes to mind because I see some, uh, I think I maybe have the very, very small potential to to touch on what he has mm -hmm. touched on, maybe one day. Um, so so I see that. But then there's so many others. Um, uh, you know, there are many other ventriloquists, many other people that I, whose work I admire. Um, but you know, hard to hard to go through a whole list, and I won't, yeah. won't bore you. But that that's probably the the right now. Like I said, like in the moment, the person whose work. Yeah. Yeah, so we should have a look to all of this good, yeah. good, good people. And um, yeah, um, it's kind of like you, you almost answered, but do you feel that puppetry has, has reached 
uh, its full potential, or do you feel it's still room to improvement? You you know, as with technology, I really want to have your answer on that. Yeah, um, that's a hard one, I think, because um, it you know, in any industry, I feel like there's always that person that comes forward and changes it, and it's never the same again. You know, in, in acting, it was Marlon Brando in America. You know, in England, it was Laurence Olivier. Uh, the person who, you know, we had never seen acting like this, you know, and then it changes everything. You know, with puppets, it was Jim Henson. We'd never mm -hmm. seen puppets like this. It, it had been kind of the same for the bulk of its history, and then boom, comes in, and it's completely changed, and now we judge everything based off of that person's accomplishments and that person, mm -hmm. you know. And you could say the same for many other industries or other art forms that there was that turning point mm -hmm. so in terms of it reaching its peak i don't want to say it has um but i mean i don't know how you can up one up jim henson i don't know how and, and again in this field you know i know mm -hmm. there's so many fields or so many other uh types of styles of puppets and puppetry yeah. um sometimes people get very limited in their thinking it's just muppets 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 like mm, there's a whole lot more than that you know expand mm -hmm. but that's my field so i that's what i think about um i mean it was revolutionary even like what we're doing right now we've got the screen i'm not sure if it's this frame or this frame i see both and but you know we've got a frame here everybody did puppet shows in a box but he just said get rid of the box and make the frame the box that was revolutionary. Make them not hard, make them flexible so you can convey different emotions and stuff. I mean, that stuff, I don't know if anybody's had as big of a aha, you know, uh -huh. like or a big oh, yeah. breakthrough since then, you know. Um, there's and again, there's many people who are doing awesome, awesome stuff. I mean, Julie Taymor, uh, someone I should bring up is someone who's, you know, I saw Lion King and it was just uh -huh. you know, I almost cried. And I'm sure it seems very similar, I imagine, to, yeah. to styles that you uh practice yeah she's another person i think for theater puppetry that i think kind of ooh, you know did it again yeah. you know she calls it i think the double event um making the puppeteer visible with yes. the puppet and the audience sees the double event they see the puppet and the puppeteer and after a while the puppeteer is no longer as interesting to watch as the puppet but they get a choice to watch and so it's mm -hmm. a double performance it's a behind the scenes as they're watching so that that's Probably the next, and again, because now I'm doing a lot of theater, to me, that's kind of the next uh, big kind of turning point, mm -hmm. I, I feel like, in the puppetry styles that I follow. You know, Jim yeah. Henson and then Julie Taymor in the late 90s kind of switching it. And then that, of course, brought about Avenue Q and other, yeah. other you know, War Horse, so many, so many other types of shows. But, you know, you didn't have to hide the puppeteer. You can make them visible, and that was okay. Yeah. And the audience actually liked it, you know. So um, I, I hope the biggest thing is I feel like myself and I know so many other people fall into the same trap though. This is back to your original question. You know, has it reached? Maybe it has or whatever, but I do think we're all kind of just doing the same thing. We're still like, well, this is how Jim Henson built his puppets. So this is how we build puppets. Like nothing wrong with that. And I'm guilty. I build my puppets exactly that way. But because I'm also trying to, you know, raise my uh, artistic bar and 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 craftsmanship and making sure I'm as mm -hmm. you know precise. But I'm I'm just regurgitating techniques and and that they have. You know, um, I think for people to really have that turning point, they need to 
throw it all away and do something brand new. And I personally, I'm not that original. Uh, I'm not, I, I, you know, I think I take a lot of little things and put it together and then create something original, but in the, all the pieces, I'm just kind of taking in what I yeah. see around me, you know? So we'll, we'll see, hopefully that there's someone that, you know, uh, the next Jim Henson or the next person rises up, who knows? Uh, yeah. I, but I think it's good. I just feel like I see more people than ever in puppetry and with you know social media and the internet we're seeing more people use puppetry or learning it so it's it's kind of great that there's this great community that's formed around it that's visible now yes totally yeah. i try yeah. to as a purpose to make it like reveal reveal all the puppeteer and make the connection that's so yeah that's true i agree yeah. with your answer great and and your purpose, I always want to because you have another answer, but a uh, question. But I want your answer on of about the purpose, your biggest purpose as a puppeteer. Oh, to get paid? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we all want, right? No, no, no. I'm I'm very lucky. I do get paid. <laughs> but no, I mean, just wanting the next, you know, the next contract, the next thing. You know, my company is you know, big contract, yeah. big contract. So it's like, okay. Um, but no, what is my purpose? I think, uh, you know, honestly, what the type of, uh, content that we've been creating, it's for families, it's for children. Um, we, uh, we're very close to doing an adult production, but we, we shelved it for a little while. Um, I'm sure we will one day, but right now, the one thing that we've been doing with our puppetry is, you know, to empower children and families. Yeah. So I guess you can say our purpose would be to, you know, bring joy and also empower children and to, because we teach a lot of um, uh, social, emotional learning or, you know, mental health type of topics in our shows. And so we're trying to empower children to kind of self-regulate or to use, uh, you know, different, you know, higher concepts like the law of attraction or to, uh, you know, positivity or uh, self-help yeah. or things of this nature to yeah. to really kind of uh, change any sort of negative circumstances or thought patterns in their life and, and go forward. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of been our purpose is to, you know, basically bring joy, of course, and, and entertainment, but to really empower children to make their lives better. That's amazing. I, it, it's it's really a, a dedication also, and it's full of message and it, it's great. Oh, another kid. I keep seeing, uh, it keeps asking all these questions. I love it. Yeah. It's Aileen. Aileen, she's, she's a fan. She was my co-host when we do the Spanish. Oh uh, yeah, is it in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. edit a bunch. Yeah, okay. How yeah, was... like it's kind of interesting to to continue with this one. How different it's property now? Like she, she wants to know more about the now situation. Um, yeah, well, I'm not being, I'm not able to do any of my stage shows um, because of you know, you, you know the quarantine and restrictions. I mean, you know, restrictions are letting up, but live entertainment is not going to be happening for a little while, and that's fine. I, I'm, we're kind of switching. So I guess the the answer is is that it was looking really good because Las Vegas has so many entertainers um but i it, i've been looking not as many puppeteers as ventriloquists or one person acts that might incorporate a puppet but i'm not a ventriloquist so um you know the type of puppetry i do is it's just different and so there's not as many 
um, that I found here. So I've had a few opportunities, people reaching out to me for different productions, um, uh, you know, film and TV productions or on camera productions where I'm, you know, doing the standard, you know, puppetry, things like that. Um, So that's been kind of cool. But, um, but how is it different now? I mean, we're, we're having to pivot. Uh, We're not going to be doing any stage shows for a while. So we uh, were fortunate enough to actually, it's just great. It was just happened last week. We, a company we worked with before, um, we pitched them a concept. And so we're going to be creating digital content f- for a while now with them, wow. which is which is going to be great. And um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm not at liberty to say exactly what it is yet, but I yeah. will make an announcement of it soon. But it's actually very uh, topical right now and very helpful and still helping and empowering children. So that is something. So that's, you know, in Vegas, I think it's going to return and I'm going to I have many, many big goals of what I want to do with puppets here and also in like the live event industry and convention industry here and nightlife and things I want to do with puppets, um, but then also our stage shows. But for now, it's digital, digital, digital. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> we have a lot to learn from from the digital too, but uh, let's see. Let's see how it goes. And, and you have another question yeah, my, here. Which... Yeah, what would be the thing you have had to art of, like you personally? I think it's. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. See if I understand the question. Um, what would be the thing? International or popular, less Like uh, what, the yeah. the little thing that you had maybe personally to the art. Yeah. Sorry, I'm reading it again. One more yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's bring it again. And I was looking at context of some of the other comments and questions to go, okay, how am I? Yeah. yeah. Which would be, which would be the thing? Like maybe the the little special thing that you bring to the art. Oh, okay. Yes, personally. Okay, there we go. Yeah, there she clarified Uh, it. Um, Well, like you had said, I'm a a multidisciplinary uh, puppeteer, I guess, you know, because I, I build all my own puppets. Uh, for our stage shows, um, we if if the costumes are very elaborate, we work, we work with a costumer. But I, you know, design and pattern and fabricate and engineer everything myself. Wow. Mechanisms, things like that. You know, not too elaborate mechanisms, but things like that. Um, so I think personally, I'm just uh, what I bring to it is a kind of a. If someone wants to work with me, I'm kind of a one stop shop. I can. <laughs> From beginning to end, I can meet any of your puppet needs. Uh, I mean, you know, within reason. But you know, I can provide, create the puppet performance thing. Um, um, what else do I share? I mean, I, I have a background in singing. Um, I can do a lot of different voices. Uh, I didn't know as many voices until this quarantine. I have young children, and so I've been doing stories, uh, just making up stories every night. And every night, I'm trying to come up with a new character and a new voice. I'm like, Okay, I I did a little voiceover for a few years, but it was always very kind of standard, you know, or just commercial. It was, you know, never too uh, animated or zany or anything, but I'm kind of trying to stretch as much as I can in Mm -hmm. that aspect. So um, I I think it's probably just like I said, my my broad skill set. I wouldn't say I'm amazing at any one of the things that I bring to the table, but I do bring a handful of things. And so- the fact, I mean, I, I've always said, uh, 
you know, I, some people have one amazing talent. I've, I have been in many musicals where someone would open their mouth to sing and just everybody stopped and watched. I mean, they were put on this planet to sing. That's what their purpose is. Um, I have always had a few things that I've been pretty or really good at, but never like, oh, you know, never. Yeah. Um, and so I think my talent is being multi-talented and being a person that is, um, you know, is accomplished or, or proficient in a handful of many things that put together in a combination is unique, you know. It yes. sounds it sounds so egotistical, man, talking about myself, but I don't no, know. but, I mean, but <laughs> it's it's answering the question. It's kind of like the multidisciplinary aspect of it is really really something that like I feel puppetry needs also to be a high performer and be be able to do multitasking, <laughs> multi stuff. Yeah, and that's why I said my preference is that I feel the strongest performers uh, or puppeteers. Uh, you know, came from another type of performing, which means that they're not opposed to switching, to learning, yeah. to starting over. To they, they've probably, if they've jumped into puppetry from something else, then they've probably done a few things, and so they have a broad background, and they're not afraid to get in there and be a, a beginner. And there's nothing wrong. I've met some amazing puppeteers that they knew they wanted to be a puppeteer from the time they were six, and that's all they've yeah. ever done. And they're great. They're phenomenal. Yeah. But if you're coming into it, you know, it, I think it can just help yeah. immensely. And a lot of times those puppeteers that have done it all their lives, well, they knew that they needed to train in other things as well. And most likely yeah. they did. They they can do voices. They can move their body. They they know those things as well. Yeah. 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 They will pick up on the way. Yeah. And where do you see puppetry art in 10 years? Oh, um, that's a great question. I, I hope. I hope just as relevant or more as right now um so i uh on broadway there was a production of king kong that was open recently it closed about mm, i don't know i don't know when it closed i think it closed in the fall or something um but uh for those who, who don't know or if you don't know they had like a 30 foot tall you know uh king kong gorilla puppet from australia or new zealand i'm not sure uh, but I believe it was Australia. It was a production that a few years ago was mounted and then ultimately had its Broadway debut. And it took uh, a team of puppeteers. I think it was like maybe a dozen puppeteers, many on the stage with, you know, it was kind of a hybrid marionette and animatronic. So they had people in the sound booth doing, you know, uh, different types of animatronic controls yeah. and people moving the the gross movements of him. And when I saw, I didn't see it live. I would have loved to. I had many people who saw it live and would message me, be like, I thought of you when I saw this, because this is something you'd probably go crazy for. And it was digital projections and stuff. Um, I hope we see more of that. I hope, and I hope that's something, you know, people always, you know, say too, like, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? Yeah. I mean, I hope uh, it's a big goal, but I hope in Las Vegas, I can do something like that with my companies, mm. you know? Um, you know, like I said, I, I, what I've always said to people and I'm saying it again, is that what my biggest dream would be is I would love to be the Cirque du Soleil of puppets, you know, wow. the, there's puppets, but you know, to, to the person who maybe doesn't know too much about Cirque du Soleil, it looks like the circus, but made 
times million and beautiful and this and that, but it seems like, okay, juggling, acrobatics, they, okay, it's the, or, I mean, it is much more than that, but to the person who may not know, it's like, oh, okay, I want to take the puppetry art form and rise it to that level of splendor of, of so many people, lavish productions, you know? Um, yeah. So I hope if, if I don't do it, I hope someone else does it in the next 10 years so that we can all enjoy that, you know? So, uh, but uh, I hope it's me. Just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I like this answer. I like the the, the wishness. We have to to just and en envision the future, and it's it's really part of our duty as an artist. If you envision, you go towards a mountain, and you you're on the way. So that's I I, I bring you my intention. So yeah, go yeah, for it. <laughs> absolutely, and I mean, you were talking about how you believe in positivity as. Do I? And I mean, I have vision boards in my house. I have yeah. manifested things like that in my life. You know, um, each thing I've wanted to happen. I always say that, you know, if you are um, going after it and you are using those those skills to, to manifest something in your life, uh, it never happens the way you want it to, but it happens better or something. You know, so many times I've wanted to go after a big goal or aspiration and it didn't quite happen, but then it happened in this way. And then yeah. I look back and go, oh, it did happen. But it just, it's not like what I thought it would look like. And this is way better than what I wanted. But you've got to do the work of, um, you know, attracting it into your life. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And to conclude, do you have a puppet near you? You will Many. want to <laughs> in front of the screen to show what we just talked about. Yeah, I've got, oh my God. All right. I've got a handful in the corner. Um, I've got a couple, you know, Muppet style puppets. I also have the Mad Hatter from our Alice in Wonderland production. Why don't I bring him out? Because he's um, he's fun. The other puppets yeah. are great, but they, you know, they, they look somewhat generic in a sense. But why don't yeah. I get him and I'll be right back. Oh, yes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So I, I could talk during this time. I will do the commercial direct. Just stay there. <laughs> so everyone yeah it, it's the commercial so i will bring this during the time direct prepare so just stay tuned we have this workshop who's coming with danny joe so yeah go have a look to the patreon we we have new patron every day and it's kind of like really exciting what's happening so yeah we will have fun on sunday so stay tuned for this so let's bring mr into the screen oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so this is my mad hatter puppet let's see if i oh that's right now it's right different um from the uh alice in wonderland production um he's almost kind of like a ventriloquist style in that yeah. my hand goes in his back um but uh he sits behind a little tea table that i also sit behind and we both get wheeled out together in the production um his eye it's funny the foam has shifted slightly and uh, he's been used a lot and so his eye focus is not quite right anymore <laughs> it, it, it was and then i oh, know it's this one this one he looks a bit silly like, yeah, like the fact works. that he's cross-eyed a bit yeah it's, just, it's not quite right anymore um but it works for the stage too also because it's very forgiving but um <laughs> but he's here and um usually i'm sitting with him on stage he has his other hand affixed to a teacup <laughs> and then um i've got a a, a rod here uh, with a thumb loop so I can gesture. He's also got a handle in the back here so oh. I can, um, when he's standing up, I can 
move his hips around. <laughs> then. And then he's also got foot controls. So a lot, like he'll actually by the, um, he has this scene and then he has a big song and he actually stands on the table and is dancing for a while. Well, I can't quite get that angle right, but, um, <laughs> But he's up there. But anyway, like uh, he shows up to Alice and then he's like, well, hello, my dear. I'm the Mad Hatter. Won't you join me for what is going to be the most beautiful tea party on the most glorious day in all of Wonderland? <laughs> <laughs> I hold that note for like a very long time in the show. Just to, you know, whatever. But he's, he's silly and he'll gesture and be like, um, you know, like, what will he say? He'll say things to Alice. You're crazy, Alice. I don't, I don't actually say you're crazy, but, you know, I have fun, and we talk to her, and <laughs> it's fun. I love his hair. What, what is your hair, little oh. man? Uh, no, it's feathers. It's feathers. feathers. <laughs> yeah, they're, um, they're ostrich feathers that are dyed, uh, kind of like the uh, electric mayhem in The Muppets. Um, yeah. but his, you know, uh, again, it's a, it's a similar Muppet style, you know, it's, it's fleece, nylon fleece, or it used to be called Antron, you know, fleece is what the industry term used to be, but he's a patterned sheet foam. Um, his hands were patterned and also carved. Um, uh, but yeah, he's covered in fleece and he's got a lot of like, you know, he's got a chin definition here and his, the inside of his hands are actually carved as well so he's got a lot of definition there yeah knuckles and i spent a lot of time on him because he was kind of our uh puppet that we used to pitch the project and then also kind of market everything in the beginning um yeah and uh when we meet children after the show um alice will be there and then i'll have him and like well hello oh what a nice handbag you have you know i just <laughs> talk to yeah. the families and you know uh people and things like yeah. that you know? the, the so, character of a clown sa side so it could be really like good to to bring to yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah but we have an amazing costumer that did he actually you can see it's it's corduroy with sequins Whoa. his jacket it's the most interesting find that uh our costumer had so yeah he's a, he's a fun puppet you know um yes like, i've got many other puppets and all sorts of stuff but he was he's he's the easiest uh, and the character that i'm yeah i've put in a lot of time with so i can just kind of riff yeah with, you know otherwise the other puppets have to be like bolted or assembled or wheeled in uh -huh, uh -huh. pretty large and then and i've got puppets like this and stuff which are great but um oops oh he looks he looks like he's drunk but you know mm -hmm. these puppets are they're great but they're um you know they're kind of standard it looks a little bit like sesame street which is fine i love that style too but this is another character that my 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 kids and i um they love YouTube and doing family blogs. So they've got, they always want him to do, uh, do, uh, do family blogs. So uh, my name's Donnie. And, um, well, I'm kind of like his third child because uh, we mostly just do a lot of, I don't know, challenges and really kind of lowest common denominator YouTube content. <laughs> nah, it's okay. I'm not going to, those people are making great money, those influencers. But um, I was a puppet that was just around in a box for a long time that really didn't uh, get used for anything after a client didn't want it. And so um, this guy over here kind of refurbished me and changed me up a little bit, gave me a new lease on life. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> You're an influencer. <laughs> I am. I am uh, an influencer who makes no money and has no followers. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. I do it for the kids. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. There's no kids around, but um. It's fun. I, I could be the kids. <laughs> yeah, you can be the kids. All right. <laughs> Amazing. 
<laughs> and you know, other puppets and things. I've got this big, big guy right here. Uh -huh. It's fun. Um, I'll show you that one and then I'll stop. <laughs> Puppeteers love to perform. But um, my, my son, I made a little puppet years ago when they were born that I, w I put in their nursery. And my idea was that I was going to use that puppet to talk to them and such when they were little. And I never really did it that much. And But then one of my sons is interested in puppetry. Um, he basically kept saying, you know, could you make me uh, his dada? So there's this little blue puppet. And then there's this guy. Hi, I'm Fuzzy's dada. Uh, the little puppet was called Fuzzy, and um, so it stands to reason I would be his dada. <laughs> very unoriginal name. Remember how he said he was unoriginal? He is a very unoriginal person. Yep. <laughs> so this is just a fun live hand puppet. Like I said, I, yeah. I, I enjoy making complicated, you know, very detailed puppets. And then as much as I like challenging myself, I, I honestly had actually never made this style of, you know, monster live hand puppet before uh -huh. i was oh, i've got to make one of those for myself the only thing about the quarantine that has been good for my use of time is that i yeah. could make a few more puppets for personal use so yes um, so thanks for letting me play show and tell with a few that i have <laughs> out there <laughs> that's great that's that's kind of good to be in front of an audience and perform i really understand how yeah. it is it like it's probably yeah. performing i've done in the past month so <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. I I want to to just acknowledge all you do. I wish Vegas will get up. Like I think, as Broadway and Vegas, they they are kind of the the place where we'll look. Okay, if if they get up, everyone will get up. But uh, yes, yeah. to, to to get up of this uh this crisis. But uh, yeah, I wish you all the best with you, your wife, all your family. I think you, it's kind of good to. To, to keep focused towards big goals and digital content who is happening. So that's great. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And like I said, I, I have every faith that Vegas, Broadway, it will return. You know, it, it, no one's seen anything quite like this in our lifetime or, you know, in a hundred years since the last pandemic like this, but these cities have suffered crises or tragedies and, uh, you know, I'm new to Vegas, but everyone around me is like, Vegas returns. It always bounces back. And I believe that about Broadway, yeah. probably the West End, all every, you know, as well. It's like, it'll, it'll return. Um, so all I can do is be positive and patient. And luckily I've got digital content that I've been contracted to make. So I, I can still do my art and pay the bills. And for that, I'm yeah. really, really grateful Yeah. Yes, and if people want to see more of your work, where they can find it? Sure. So um, probably the best, most established one is Deluxe Puppets. We also have, we, we were kind of working on rebranding, so we also have Deluxe Entertainment, but that was really so we could launch here in Vegas, and then that's kind of been put on pause. So, but yeah, um, it's basically, if they can see, you know, it's at Deluxe Puppets, so D-L-U-X, because that's my name, Derek Lux, Deluxe puppets um they yeah on instagram facebook twitter youtube you know the website all that stuff so deluxe puppets or deluxe entertainment um yes. and they can see uh our work and stuff like that yeah yes so thank you very much derek and yeah we will see each other in the future let's wish that uh, everything would go back Yes, I can't wait to have coffee or tea with you when you're here working in Vegas. 
Yes, yeah, let's wish it. Thank you yeah. very much. So I will say the last word. So stay, stay there and we talk after the interview. Yeah, everyone, thank you for watching this episode. That was amazing to talk about numeric, like digital puppetry. And yeah, like stay tuned. We have another podcast tomorrow with Kristen Averty from the, the uh, at Atlanta. So yeah, it will be great too. So stay tuned. It's at six tomorrow. So everyone have a good, good night, good uh, evening if it's not night. <laughs> and uh, yeah, enjoy and let's keep doing puppet art. See you. Learn how to get your first 1,000 YouTube subscribers. Join our Patreon page now. Link in the description.